This program is brought to you by Israel Restoration Ministries. What are you doing Sunday nights? Come join Friendship with God radio Bible teacher Tom Cantor of the Friendship with God Fellowship Church every Sunday night at 5.30 p.m. at The Vine at 9336 Abraham Way, Santee, California. Watch and listen live around the world to Tom Cantor Sunday evening on YouTube.com by searching for Friendship with God Fellowship or by going to our homepage at friendshipwithgod.org. That's friendshipwithgod.org. Welcome to Friendship with God with our Bible teacher, Tom Cantor. Today's message and previous messages can be listened to or downloaded for free at friendshipwithgod.org. That's friendshipwithgod.org. You can also obtain free resources from Tom Cantor and view our online bookstore at friendshipwithgod.org or call us at 800-247-3051. That's 800-247-3051. Tom Cantor also has a daily devotional verse that comes out each day by email and on Facebook. To receive this small daily devotional verse that Tom Cantor puts out, you can sign up at friendshipwithgod.org. That's friendshipwithgod.org. Or find Tom Cantor on Facebook by searching for Tom Cantor and Friendship with God. Now, here's our Bible teacher, Tom Cantor. Let's pray first. Father, thank you so much for your word this morning. Thank you for your spirit the precious Spirit of God to teach us. And we thank you, Father, for for your Son that you gave for us in Jesus' name. Amen. Okay, uh, Matthew chapter 12, verse 25. And Jesus knew their thoughts and said unto them, Every kingdom divided against itself is brought to desolation. Every city or house divided against itself shall not stand. And if Satan cast out Satan, he is divided against himself. How shall his kingdom stand? And if I by Beelzebub cast out devils, by whom do your children cast them out? Therefore they shall be your judges. But if I cast out devils by the Spirit of God, then the kingdom of God has come unto you. Or else how can one enter into a strong man's house and spoil his goods except he first bind the strong man and then he will spoil his house? He that is not with me is against me. He that gathereth not with me scattereth abroad. Wherefore I say unto you, all manner of sin shall be forgiven unto men, but the blasphemy against the Holy Ghost shall not be forgiven unto men. And whosoever speaketh the word against the Son of Man, it shall be forgiven him. But whosoever speaketh against the Holy Ghost, it shall not be forgiven him, neither in this world, neither in the world to come. Either make the tree good and his fruit good, or else make the tree corrupt and his fruit corrupt but for the tree is known by its fruit. O generation of vipers, how can ye being evil speak good things? For out of the abundance of the heart the mouth speaketh. A good man out of the good treasure of the heart bringeth forth good things. An evil man out of the evil treasure bringeth forth evil things. But I say unto you, every idle word that men shall speak, they shall give account thereof in the day of judgment. For by thy words thou shalt be justified, by thy words thou shalt be condemned. Then certain of the scribes and of the Pharisees answered, saying, Master, we would see a sign from thee. But he answered and said unto them, And an evil and an adulterous generation seeketh after a sign. There shall no sign be given to it but the sign of the prophet Jonas. For as Jonas was 
Three days, three nights in the whale's belly, so shall the Son of Man be three days, three nights in the heart of the earth. The men of Nineveh shall rise in judgment with this generation, shall condemn it, because they repented at the preaching of Jonas. Behold, a greater than Jonas is here. The queen of the south shall rise up in judgment with this generation, shall condemn it, for she came from the uttermost parts of the earth to hear the wisdom of Solomon. Behold, a greater than Solomon is here. When the unclean spirit has gone out of a man, he walketh through dry places, seeketh rest, findeth none. Then he saith, Thou returnest to my house from whence I came out, and when he sees come, he findeth it empty, swept, and garnished. Then goeth he, taketh with himself seven other spirits, more wicked than himself. They that enter in, dwell there. The last state of that man is worse than the first. Even so shall it be also unto this wicked generation. So now we're at the point here in this chapter, in chapter 12, where the Lord has just freed a man that Satan has bound with dumbness and blindness, and the people there were stunned when they saw this, and they said, he's got to be. He's got to be the Messiah. He's got to be the son of David. And hearing the people come to this conclusion, this also stunned the Pharisees. And the Pharisees were stunned, and they didn't care about anything else but except to retain the power that they had over the people. So as the Pharisees were hearing the people turn, or seeing the people, rather, turn to the Lord Jesus, they knew they had to move, and they had to move quickly to keep their hold on the people, and so they had to, so they had to, so their strategy was, Defame Jesus, and it because as long as that healed man from the blindness and the dumbness was walking around publicly, they knew that they couldn't tell the people he didn't really heal the man. That was obvious he did. So immediately they thought of a plan to make the people afraid of Jesus. And they would say, Yes, he healed the man, no doubt about that, but he did it, but but you should be afraid of him because he cast out the devil by the devil himself. Now that slander had no basis of truth in it. It was a design just to accomplish their goal to get them to the people to be afraid of Jesus and to back away from him. And at first, before they said the words, they thought of the plan in their mind. Before they spoke a word, before they spoke a word, the Lord heard their thoughts. That's what it says in verse 25. Jesus knew their thoughts. He heard their thoughts when they were in the, the thinking phase, and he heard their thoughts that they were hoping to accomplish driving the people away to fear Jesus, and that's what happened. And so the Lord said, every kingdom that's divided against itself is brought to desolation. So in this statement, what the Lord is doing is he's saying, think about it. Think about it. He's appealing to their minds. He's appealing to their rationality. And he was saying, look, if Satan casts out Satan, then he's divided against himself, and that's going to be his downfall. And so he explains, and he uses a word about, about Satan's fear in verse 26 when he says, if Satan casts out Satan, he's divided against himself. And he uses this word, how shall his kingdom stand? Now, kingdom? Kingdom of Satan? Who said anything about a kingdom of Satan? We didn't know that Satan has a kingdom. 
We thought Satan was just some fallen angel that became the, the devil and he runs around causing a lot of problems. We didn't know anything about a kingdom. A kingdom has an organization to it. A kingdom has a, an army, an organized army. That's news to us. Order in Satan's kingdom, different levels of command, different levels of power in Satan's kingdom, and that means that you and I are being opposed by an organized army, by a structured kingdom, and that's what we're told in Ephesians 6.12. In Ephesians 6.12, there's a lot of organization that's taught, brought out in Ephesians 6.12. We wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against principalities, powers, rulers of the darkness of this world, spiritual wickedness in high places. Rulers of the darkness of this world, that's a power structure. And that's what Satan's kingdom is. And so what's really wonderful about this history and histories like this in the Gospels is that even when the Lord is under attack, which he is here, we learn wonderful things when he speaks. When he says, for example, in verse 28, if I cast out devils by the Spirit of God, then the kingdom of God has come unto you. What the Lord's saying here is that the Lord's not working alone when he casts out these devils and he heals this man. He reveals this to it. He says, but first there is Jesus as part of the Godhead in verse 28. He is the I in the I cast out devils. And then there is the God, the Spirit, as part of the Godhead, the Spirit of God in verse 28. If I cast out devils by the Spirit of God. And then last, there is the God, the Father, as part of the Godhead in verse 28, as the kingdom of God is come unto you. So seeing this threefold participation of God the Son, as the one who is casting out the devils, as God the Spirit, as the one who's giving him the power to cast out the devil, and as God the Father, as the one who's bringing in the kingdom of God to man. This is really what the Shema, what Deuteronomy 6.4 is all about. This is what we're seeing in verse 28, is the Deuteronomy 6.4 Shema in action, when it says, Hear, O Israel, the Lord our God is one Lord. It's the three persons in the Shema is the Eloheinu Echad. The Eloheinu is the plural form, is the possessive form of Elohim, Elohim's plural. So it's this three persons in the plural word Elohim, Godhead. Elohim really is Godhead, all working together to heal this dumb and blind man. And so that truth that the plural word Elohim, Godhead, is made up of God the Father, God the Son, and God the Holy Spirit is what we are to diligently teach our children in Deuteronomy 6-7. Deuteronomy 6-7 is saying that the Godhead, Elohim, is all working together as one. And a couple of verses down from that in Deuteronomy 6-7, it says, thou shalt teach them diligently unto thy children, and thou shalt talk of them when thou sittest in thine house, when thou walkest by the way, when thou liest down, when thou risest up. I was so thrilled last night at our family Passover celebration when I held up the three-pocketed matzah, uh, I call it matzah tosh, matzah pocket holder. 
and started to put the three pieces of the matzah in the three pockets. And I asked my littlest grandkids if they knew what the three persons of the Godhead were. And they said, God the Father, God the Son, and God the Holy Spirit. That was thrilling. They weren't born with that knowledge. They were diligently taught that knowledge. That's a good thing. Now, we love to listen to the Lord Jesus, whether he's teaching his friends or whether he's uh, responding to the confrontation with his enemies, which is what's happening here. Because like I said, in either case, we learn things as we did in verse 28. And now in verse 29, we learn more when he says, or else how can one enter into a strong man's house and spoil his goods except he first bind the strong man and then he will spoil his house. This is wonderful words here. Bind, spoil. We didn't know about those details, but it's wonderful information that we know as we see as the Lord from this verse, the Lord is going to bind Satan and spoil his goods. Bind Satan, spoil his goods. That doesn't sound like uh, the Lord is working together with Satan as they were accusing him of, but it says, it. that sounds more like 2 Corinthians 6.15, 2 Corinthians 15. What concord has Christ with Belial? Where's the agreement? Or where's the, on the same pageness with Christ and Satan? There is no agreement at all between Christ and Satan. And when the Lord says in verse 29 that he's gonna bind Satan and spoil his goods, it's clear that at that moment, what Jesus is thinking about, what's in his mind, he's focused on the purpose that he had in coming to earth. Why did he come here? Why was he on earth? Very simply, his purpose was in 1 John 3, 8, 1 John 3, 8, for this purpose, the Son of God was manifested that he might destroy the works of the devil. Very interesting word, destroyed, Greek word, behind this word, destroy. Very interesting word, the word luo, luo, the Greek word luo. It's been translated, luo with the word loose in uh, John 11:44 John 11:44 Lazarus chapter he that was dead came forth bound hand and foot with grave clothes and his face was bound with a napkin and Jesus saith unto him loose him and let him go that's the scene there where Lazarus raised from the dead he's just been dead 4 days and when he died, he was prepared for burial. He was just wrapped all up with all these cloths of cotton and bound his body all around and round and round and round. These cotton cloths, like a mummy. And then Lazarus steps out of the tomb. He's still got all those cloths all binding all over him there. Maybe he's stumbling as if Lazarus is almost saying, get me out of these clothes. I'm all wrapped around me. Get me out. And the Lord looks at him and says in John eleven forty four, 44, loose him, uh, luo, let him go. Loose him, let him go. And they take the cloths off, man. One by one, one by one, cloths. This cloth they take off, that cloth around his arms, his body, and that's the meaning of luo. Take off one by one. 
And that's what the Lord is doing here, is he says, spoil his goods. He's taking them off there one by one. He's dissembling the works of the devil one by one. That's why that we can say that when it comes to the work of the devil, the Lord is the king of demolition because only the Lord can luo, only the Lord can demolish the works of the devil one by one. This is one work here, making this man blind and dumb in this chapter 12. And this is what he's doing, he's going around one by one, taking these, demolishing these works. As it says in Acts 10.38, Acts 10.38, God anointed Jesus of Nazareth, the Holy Ghost, and with power, who went about doing good and healing the all that were oppressed of the devil, God was with them. See, this healing all one by one that were oppressed by the devil, that was the Luo work, the demolition of the works of the devil, the one by one. And Luo's also been translated melt in 2 Peter 3.10, 2 Peter 3.10. The day of the Lord will come as a thief in the night in the which the heavens shall pass away with great noise and the elements shall melt with fervent heat, earth also, and the works that are therein shall be burned up. So in this verse here, 2 Peter 3.10, when the Lord says that the elements shall melt with a fervent heat, that's the word luo. And that describes how the Lord's gonna spoil the house. He's going to destroy, he's gonna melt the works of the devil, melting away the works of the devil. Hallelujah for a destroyer as the Lord is, and when it comes to the works of the devil, and he's binding them, he's, it's like he's disintegrating the works of the devil one work at a time. And that's the work of the Lord to destroy Luo, the works of the devil one by one. And now the Lord is thinking about those around him, those within earshot of what he's saying. He's just thinking about others. And he's, asked, he's thinking about who's on his side in this great work of destroying the works of the devil. What he's doing now in verse 30, he's really thinking about a question, which is hymn number 608, the question of hymn number 608 in our hymnal, which is who is on the Lord's side. He's really thinking this, what, what the hymn is saying there. Who is on the Lord's side? Who will serve the king? Who will be his helpers other lives to bring? Who will leave the world's side? Who will face the foe? Who's on the Lord's side, who for him will go? By thy call of mercy, by thy grace divine, we're on the Lord's side, Savior, we're thine. Fierce may be the conflict, strong may be the foe, but the king's own army none can overthrow. Round his standard ranging, victory is secure, for his truth unchanging makes the triumph sure. Joyfully enlisting, by thy grace divine, we're on the Lord's side. Savior, we are thine. A stanza that's not in our hymnal, unfortunately. I don't know why it's not in our hymnal, but anyway, it's just not there. Chosen to be soldiers in an alien land. Chosen, called, and faithful for our captain's band. In the service royal, let us not grow cold. Let us be right, loyal, noble, true, and bold. Master, Wilt thou keep us by thy grace divine, always on the Lord's side, Savior, we are thine. The words of that hymn, they really capture very well what the Lord is thinking in verse 30 here when he said, 
he that is not with me is against me, and he that gathereth not with me scattereth abroad. So when he says this in verse 30, he's really asking the question, who's on the Lord's side? He's really asking the question, who will face the foe with me? He's asking the question, who will join with me in seeing Satan bound? Who will join with me in seeing Satan's goods spoiled? Who will join with me in seeing Satan's house spoiled? Who will join with me in this process of luo, destroying the works of the devil? And so specifically, the Lord said that the process of luo, destroying the works of the devil, is what he calls in verse 30, gathering. It's a process of gathering. The work of gathering, gathering for us, has all to do with obeying his command in uh, Matthew 28, 18. Matthew 28, 18, Jesus came and spake unto them, saying, all power is given unto me in heaven and in earth. Go ye therefore and teach all nations, and baptizing them in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Ghost, teaching them to observe all things whatsoever I have commanded you, and lo, I'm with you always, even unto the end of the earth, end of the world. So the work of gathering is the work of seeing souls saved. It gathered in, as he describes in, in Matthew 24, 31, Matthew 24, 1. Then he shall send his angels with the great sound of a trumpet, and they shall gather together his elect from the four winds from the end of the heaven to the other. This is the question in verse 30 that the Lord is posing. In essence, he's saying, who's on the Lord's side in gathering lost souls by preaching the gospel? Now, he anticipates that some might say to his question in verse 30, with him, like the hymn, in facing the foe, with him in the fierce may be the conflict and strong may be the foe, I think I'll have lunch instead. And you know, with him, I'll just leave all that to the zealots, to the one. You just count me out of that conflict, you know, facing the foe stuff. I don't need to face the foe. I don't need that crown in heaven for facing the foe. That's okay. You know, leave it to the evangelists, leave it to the preachers. It's just not my gift. My gift is to have lunch instead, you know? I'm just not with him in all this gathering and the fighting and the conflict and the facing the foe stuff. I'd rather be, as another hymn puts it, carried to the skies on flowery beds of ease. That sounds nice. <laughs> I'm just happy to let others fight to win the prize and sail through bloody seas. I don't wanna be a soldier of the cross. Thank you very much. And so those thoughts are exactly what the Lord has in mind and is anticipating when he says in verse 30, he that is not with me is actually against me. And he that scattereth not with me is actually scattering abroad. It's a very serious statement. The Lord is saying there, if a person does not gather with me, then that person is working against me and scattering abroad. If a person is not, yeah, hymn number 612 puts it, if a person is not a soldier of the cross, then he's a soldier of Satan. And if he's not a follower of the Lamb, then he's a follower of the devil. And this is what the Lord is saying in verse 30. There's no middle ground. 
Another wonderful day studying the Bible with our Bible teacher Tom Cantor here on Friendship with God. Don't forget that today's message and previous messages can be listened to and downloaded for free at friendshipwithgod.org. That's friendshipwithgod.org. You can also go online to find free resources from Tom Cantor and our online bookstore at friendshipwithgod.org. You can also find Tom Cantor on Facebook, and you can also go to friendshipwithgod.org to sign up for his daily devotional. Tom Cantor is also the founder of Israel Restoration Ministries. You can visit that website at israelrestoration.org. You can write to Tom Cantor at P.O. Box 711330, Santee, California 92071. That's P.O. Box 711330, Santee, California 92071. Or email Tom Cantor at tomcantor at friendshipwithgod.org. That's tomcantor at friendshipwithgod.org. For more information about Tom Cantor and Friendship with God and Israel Restoration Ministries, call us at 800-247-3051. That's 800-247-3051. What are you doing Sunday nights? Come join Friendship with God radio Bible teacher Tom Cantor of the Friendship with God Fellowship Church every Sunday night at 5.30 p.m. at The Vine at 9336 Abraham Way, Santee, California. Watch and listen live around the world to Tom Cantor Sunday evening on YouTube.com by searching for Friendship with God Fellowship or by going to our homepage at friendshipwithgod.org. That's friendshipwithgod.org. This program is brought to you by Israel Restoration Ministries.